The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is no substitute for professional care by your doctor or your qualified healthcare professional. Never disregard or delay professional medical advice because of something you've heard on this podcast or in any linked material. Guests who speak on this podcast express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions. Dr. Shirley neither endorses nor opposes any particular opinion discussed on this podcast. The views expressed on this podcast have no relation to those of any academic, hospital, practice, institution, or other entity with which Dr. Shirley may be affiliated. Welcome to Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty. This podcast is curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD, as the definitive source of holistic wellness through beauty. That as a child, I stumbled into Donald Bogle's Brown Sugar. Brown Sugar. Do you remember his history of black women in arts and entertainment? Love it. And that, I wanted to do something for these times that, um, that, that he did for me. Yeah. And I knew I needed to then, um, put some contemporary touches into it. So hence the scrapbook. Yes. Hence the chapter on reality, reality TV because TV. people know. don't know in addition to you mentioned my grade A clients like Oprah and Wendy. Yes. But I have also produced reality. Yes. I produced Keisha Cole's spinoff, Frankie and Neffy. Right. People, you know, second highest rated reality I show know, in the history of BET. Yes. Not one of my crowning moments of achievement. But that's but right. I it was did successful. it. Yeah. And it was successful. Yes, and it I was. did it with all the earnestness that I yeah. would do any anything Oprah else. assignment or anything else. That's and right. I also to you. did uh, Monica's reality show yeah, that, that was I'm great. still standing. That yeah. was positive yeah. in line with my yes. with and, 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 and actually that was another example of a takeaway. Dubose Productions now, which owns Fox Soul, yes. this digital network that yes. has a lot of urban content. James Dubose and his team came to me to produce Monica. Mm. And then they made a decision. They did like their calendar. Yes. And they said, we want to have the same production team on both shows. Wow. So in order for you to do Monica, you yeah. have to do Frankie and Effie. That's right. It was an example of where that was the calculated yes right. that made sense. The immediate versus the long term. The immediate versus the long term. Yeah, so I tolerated it. Keisha Cole's mom, Frankie, throwing that <laughs> bottle of Tangeray in my direction. <laughs> Etc. Et it was cetera. a moment. It was just a moment. There were moments. Passing fleeting moments. And then I had that wonderful moment to work with Monica on what was her comeback album. Yeah. And uh, she'd be nominated for two Grammys, three number ones. You know, I was in the studio with her while recording. Amazing. So, you know, it was worth it. Great stories. It was worth it. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, you got a bottle thrown at you. (laughs) Okay, whatever. It was a bottle. It was three quarters full. (laughs) My mother often... We love you, Frankie. Yeah, right? (laughs) Very special people. My mother often said to me, Tell me who your friends are, and I'll tell you who you are. She, of course, said it in French. Dis-moi qui tu es, je te dirai qui tu es. So I grew up with that. Now, does that resonate with you? Do you surround yourself with certain people who feed you, nourish you, not feed you physically, but maybe, I mean, nourish you um, intellectually, psychologically, spiritually? Is that important? Does that resonate with you? Energy. I'm an energy person. So am I, And I require the energy around me to reflect mm-hmm. 
those um, frequencies that yes. are positive and vibrating high. Yeah. Yes, high vibe people. And that actually required, uh, Susan Taylor, I believe, said it best. Um, one of the women who inspires me, yes. former uh, editorial At, director of Essence, Essence Magazine. Essence Magazine, yes. Um, when she had her in the spirit column in Essence every mm-hmm, month, mm-hmm. and one of her um, quotes is, not everybody deserves a front row seat in, your li- seat in your life. She had the sayings, didn't she? And I learned that early on. That's and fantastic. So in my, by, by my late 20s, peop- I, my joke was, um, not everyone deserves a front row seat in your life, so yeah. I'm the usher is going to come and escort you to <laughs> the balcony. <laughs> I will wave to yeah, you right. from afar. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the there. show or pop on out to the yeah. uh, to, to concession. <laughs> right, exactly. Go get yourself some popcorn. But you won't be in the front row anymore <laughs> because right. you're not the energy yeah. I need yes. for the, for the, for <laughs> for the, the orchestra. That's right. You yeah, know? I love that. Yeah, and I and I that. and I stand by it. And some people, they act as if I didn't say that, or as if that's not what I mean. Right, but, but it's what you mean. Fast forward to these many years later, they know now. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I think it's important to detox those type of people from your life. We talk about detoxing certain foods, and you know, detoxing and not drinking. But I think we sometimes forget. We even talk about detoxing from technology and sure. unplugging, but yet we, we seem forget. to have a difficult time detoxing certain people from your life who don't serve you, who don't support your purpose, who don't elevate you, or you don't even need elevation, but who just aren't there for you. And how much evidence do we need before we can then make right? that decision, right? Right. Because that's my piece. It takes a minute. It takes a minute for some of us. And I, yeah. you know, and I am an advising energy in my group. So they do come to me. But if they're coming to me with the same old song, <laughs> you might have to say something. Then something has to be said. Yeah, it's you know, true. and you and they have to be steered to do something different because yeah. it's it's insane to do the same thing expecting a different result. Yeah, right? that's like very Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You wrote in your book that your mother, rest her soul. Yes was the first diva you ever knew. Now, what are some of the lessons that you remembered from your mother, and how have they served you to this day? Well, they continue to serve me. My mom, Queen Elizabeth Bellinger Riley, was the most amazing mom. And in our early years, I didn't realize, you know, if before VCRs, if mom, and it was the summertime, if mom was working on whatever the day was, she came home to find out what happened on the stories yeah. from me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. My mom also sang in the church. I sang in the church in turn. So my mom was the one who, for the Easter speech, if yeah. all the other kids got whatever their words were, Jesus yeah. wept or whatever yeah, those yeah. Sh- she's like, uh, no, yeah. you're going to get a two-page single yeah. line <laughs> and you're going to memorize it. Wow. I'll, if I have to write it, I'll write it. Wow. So my mother was my first diva in those ways, my That's first right. momager in those kinds Absolutely. of ways. Absolutely. And then when it came time for me to sort of, you know, choose a song that I'm going to sing for church. Yes. And I might pull something from Diana or Whitney. Right. Or, yes. But I want to remix it right. for the Lord, you right. know. Yes. You know, I'd work with my mom on those mm. arrangements. I remember in uh, when we were in um, San Bernardino, California, no, whatever Air Force base we were on, people yes. would find out probably from my dad yes. that his wife yes. sings and she sings good gospel music like Mahalia Jackson so yeah. often the officers would have her sing wow. for special black history yes. week programs mm-hmm. I think it was before it became a month it's already the shortest month. month thank goodness it's a leap year this yeah. year right? we get one more day <laughs> but um 
So mom would, so I remember uh, in 76, she did, uh, 77, she did You Line Up My Life by Debbie mm. Boone. And we worked together on how she could put that stank on it. Because right. you know, Debbie Boone's version yeah, was, was cute. cute. Well, Mama had to pop it out. Push it up. You know what I mean? <laughs> the way that Whitney would go on to do yeah. I Will Always Love oh, You and yeah. all of like those things. Oh, yeah, like the octaves and the ranges. Oh, yeah. So, I, uh, so my mom was that for me before yes. I knew to... Be that for yourself. Be it for myself. Mm-hmm. And before I knew... Before I knew that I was taking it for granted. Yes. Because once it was gone, it was gone. Yeah, that's it. You don't, do you you know? don't appreciate it while you have it. You don't appreciate it while you have it. But the, but the blessing is that when the Atlanta Association of Black Journalists yes. gave me one of my first competitive award awards, yes. it was for an interview I did with the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, wow. at Good Day Atlanta. And it was when she took a rare trip to Atlanta because she's afraid she was afraid to fly. Oh, so I didn't she know that. was she did a bus tour that brought her to Atlanta for the first time in thirteen years. Oh my that gosh. this was nineteen ninety three, yes. ninety four. And she wasn't in the mood for this interview. As you know, we God After, rest her yeah, soul, yeah. but we know the Queen of Soul. Yeah. And when she's not in the mood. When she's not in the mood, she's, she's not, not in the mood. In the mood. And I got her in the mood because I worked for the station that played Young and the Restless, and I knew <laughs> that she loved Love the Young and the Restless and her Victor <laughs> Newman. It was a big week. Oh, my gosh. And I got her to warm up. Yeah. And By talking about so the Young and the Restless? so much so that I won that AABJ award oh utilizing gosh. the warmth that she gave me. On the Young and the Restless. Based on the Young I got that in there. Yeah. You know, we talked about the other stuff, the career. Yeah. yeah. The number ones. Yeah. But, but that was the piece that gave the piece life that would have it win an award. Oh, my And gosh. many years later, um, I would continue to be invited to her parties. Oh, my um, gosh. She'd fly me in to Detroit for her birthday parties. Yeah. Um, she would call me to see if I could help her, you know, book this person or that person. Like, I, I know yeah. that you know them. Can you yeah. bring them to my party? Wow. She let me... At her last party in New York City, Central Park South, Mm -hmm. um, at the Ritz, she let me um, bring NBC cameras with me. NBC BLK is a vertical I contribute to. Um, I got the last images of her at that last birthday party that she threw in New York. She died two years later, and the family invited me to the funeral. And she is front and center on this cover, which is another interesting dynamic because there was another picture here. And by the you know by the time you get your the artist sends you the stuff back. That's right. You know, Aretha made the cut, and I'm so happy she did because there's a great thread there. Women who inspire me, who on some level. Became yeah. friends. Yes, and all because you and your mother like to watch the stories because and you discuss them. We so you had this. The stories. Thanks, mom. And so I got a high five from mom. Yes, you did. At that event. Yes. Because she was still here, and so yeah. I was at the Carter Center. It was yeah. a big to do. She's still so, high five. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. doubt. No yeah. doubt. You have met, in addition to your mom. Yeah. And obviously, Queen Aretha. Yeah. You've met many queens. Yes. Many celebrities. Many men and women who helped to shape your life. Yeah. Other than your mother, who would you say had the most impact on your success and on shaping who you are, other than your mother? Uh, Diana Ross and Oprah Winfrey. Okay. When I graduated high school, I told, I was a graduation speaker. Shock. Of course you were. Shocker. Shock. (laughs) And I, at the time, worked at the local TV station in Savannah as a teleprompter. Yes. So, you know, I got my foot in early. Yes, you did. And um, the um, crew, the video crew came Mm -hmm. to shoot their 
star yes. teleprompter who's yes. graduating high school and <laughs> is the, is the, uh, is the uh, graduation speaker. Right. And uh, they said, what will you do? Where, where will we find you in 10 years? And oh. I said, working with Oprah Winfrey and interviewing Diana Ross. You said that? I said that. You it's, manifested it's on video. It. It's on video. It 10 years later, before my 10-year high school reunion, I was a senior field producer for the Oprah show. Oh, God. And Diana was one of the first assignments. I mean, so, is... like, my classmates had tears in their eyes because they remembered the You're moment. You're saying yeah. that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You're a powerful manifester. You don't have to teach me that. So you have worked primarily with women. Primarily women. Um, I, you know, obviously having written a book on the women who inspired me, I um, plucked through a lot of assets that reveal that there are also a slew of men who inspire me. Yes. The women, because it's a special connection. Yeah. Um, What was the question? The question is, you've worked with a lot of women, and why is that important to you? And is it because they also served as mentors? They not only inspired you, but did they also serve as mentors? They are also mentors. Mm -hmm. And um, as someone who I didn't come out as LGBTQIA, LMNOP, we have a lot of letters. (laughs) (laughs) Representation matters. Representation matters. (laughs) Um, As I was figuring that piece out, coming from the Bible Belt, Mm -hmm. the South, church people. That's another history story of struggle. It's a situation. The women were often allies Mm -hmm. to me as I was figuring it out. But also before I figured it out, when things were kind of built on the heteronorm of it Mm -hmm. all, Mm -hmm. they were protectors. I was going to say they also, I'm sure, protected you. Very much protectors. Yeah, advocated for you. Advocators. And, um, And yet again, when I speak of how the, you know, we talk... These are the times of Me Too and mm-hmm. um, we, we um, gender uh, equity. Yes. Uh, these are all of our conversations. Yes. I wanted to contribute to it in my way. In your way. Because the value that these women are to me, were to me. Yes, and still. I n- and still, I know they're that for the culture. Yeah. I need to remind the people this is true. that they're that for the culture. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. And so well done. Thank you. I'm very proud of you. Thank it's you. a great book. You've met, as we've discussed, many celebrities. You've documented them in your scrapbooks. And again, you have a scrapbook after every chapter, and every chapter is a category of people that you've met and you've had experiences with. It's fantastic. And I should say, we not only have the singers and the actresses, we talk reality stars. You do. You have TV anchors. talk TV journalists. journalists, Talk show hosts. Yes. But I also talk about the creatives. Yes, Because, you you know, a lot of the, um, um, a lot of what, is Black Girl Magic today yes. is how much those like Mara Brock Akil, Ava DuVernay, yes. Shonda Rhimes, yes. Casey Lemons, one of the first to do it, um, transitioning from being an actress to doing do, Eve's do. Bayou yeah. to now Harriet and the Netflix Amazing. limited series on um, Madam C.J. Walker. Walker. Oh my gosh. But this is a woman I met doing Spike Lee's Drop Squad in Atlanta, and yeah. she was acting on that. And I was, uh, I got a bit part in the movie, which is how I got to meet her. But also I was working at Good Day Atlanta at the time. So, you know, I was on the scene and to see what she has done and evolved into, I just had to do a chapter on creatives. Ava DuVernay 
when I originally met her, she was a Hollywood publicist. These are serious pivots. These are serious pivots. She brought Jennifer Hudson to the Oprah the show, show to promote Dreamgirls. This after she had me interview Jennifer Hudson six months prior to this um, yeah. Oprah show appearance yes. for the National Association of Black Journalists. Oh it was a moment. Every, yeah. you know, it was like a moment. And they yeah. said, uh, and it was there was a joke that she won't be able to do. And I'm telling you, I'm not going. And I made that a joke with her. I said, but I can do it. You know. What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so we had a little moment where she get yes. you know I hit the last note and she hit yeah, the last she, note with yeah, me you know that was great and so, but um, but it was Ava who came to Oprah that day and said Patrick was first yes. to see the magic that you were to ensure that these folks here yes. knew that they needed to book more than Beyonce and Eddie Murphy of course because these are people who didn't know. The Property Dream Girls. They didn't know <laughs> that it was adapted from a Broadway show. Right, right. They, they were didn't just know like, that Dream Girls. <laughs> you get it. And Beyonce and Eddie Murphy are in it with yeah. Jamie Foxx. Right. And there was more care that they needed to put into how they presented it. Right. And it was Ava DuVernay, the publicist, back then, who saw Amazing. that in me and is now a renowned Star. superstar Star. director. Amazing. Absolutely On my amazing. timeline. I had yes. to write about it. Of course you did. Yeah. Of course you did. Because and you did it, so beautifully. it's going to get lost in the sauce otherwise. Yeah. It is now documented. It's Library documented. of Congress. It's yes. a wrap. It's done. It's there. It's there. So what is your favorite entertainment story and what is your favorite red carpet moment? I'm going to just go into a little bit of fun now that we're down okay. to the last few questions. The favorite entertainment, I'd say yes. Legends. Um, mm, you know, the Legends working ball. for Oprah, Ooh. it was Dream Assignment after Dream Assignment. Yes. From Tina Turner's Wildest Dreams to uh. Dr. Maya Angelou in the Sculpture Garden in North Carolina. I mean, I've had great assignments, but... That Oprah's Legends Ball, the historic event where she honored probably every iconic black woman known to man, yes. alongside having a tier of youngins there who yes. were also legendary, yes. like Felicia Rashad and Debbie Allen and yeah. um, Tyra Banks and Naomi Campbell I and mean, what a Kathleen event. Battle. It was just a dream. And I yeah. said to her, I said, I'm happy your legends were my legends because... I'm done. Yeah. But thank goodness I wasn't done because three years later, there was a great red carpet moment. Mm -hmm. Well, let me just quickly say for Legends, yeah. the rule was whoever you get on day one of this three-day event, yes. don't bother them on day two. Whoever you get on day two, don't bother them on day three. Got it. Get a little sound yeah, from everybody in the course of the three days. Yes. I talked to Miss Ross all three days. I didn't care what the rules were, right. and she talked to me. Uh, does, does the ball still happen? Does she still have it? No, it's not an annual thing. Oh. It was really a once-in-a-lifetime oh. thing. She did another one some years later for mm. um, civil rights yes. leaders. Yeah, It was a little more tailored and narrow, but yeah. that goes down as like a Gatsby Absolutely. ball. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, it yeah. was an, and it was where we introduced... Um, Barack, Obama oh, and Barack Obama and right. Michelle Obama. Oh, right, yeah, the Obamas to right. the mix yeah, to the Dr. to the Black Medea. Hollywood mix. Yes, I'm working on it. Yeah, <laughs> Look, if she has one again, I'm so going to be there. Absolutely, you okay. would have to be, and and she'd have to have me back. <laughs> absolutely, I'd bring you with me. Tyler Perry, I did not attend, but I was the one who at the um, gospel brunch on yes. Oprah's property who said to him. You're working, beginning to work with many of these women. I know black women mean a lot to you, to you similar yeah. to how they mean to me. Yes. What's on your heart right now? That was the moment in which he said, I need to begin to dream bigger. Ah. And that bigger dream for him was 
his Tyler own production Perry company. I mean, oh my gosh, major. Okay, I mean, that's pretty good. The clip I'm told with that they used and showed at the event, even though I didn't get the event. But oh. that's another story. That's another story. We have so many stories. Okay, your favorite red carpet moment before I ask Oh, you. yes. Um, Barry Gordy and Diana Ross at the opening of Motown the Musical on Broadway. Mm. I was hired by Motown the Musical to be its host for their opening night red carpet, a yes. video that travels to this day whenever the show is on the road because yes. they use it as kind of hype for the production because yes. it was on that night where all the Motown greats came, yes. all the A-listers came. And so Diana and Barry have gotten out of their limo together. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and 46th Street is rocking. Yeah. And um, I'm having to excuse myself from Miss Gladys Knight. Oh, no. And she's like, there, that lady is taking yeah. my shine again. Again, yeah. Thank you, Miss Knight. Thank you, Miss Knight. Miss Ross is yeah. here. <laughs> Exit. And Miss Ross is approaching, and she says, watch out for him, BG, as in Barry Gordy. Wow. She's saying, watch out for him, BG, yes. me. Yeah. He's got a memory of steel. Oh, my gosh. Miss Ross knows that I have a memory of steel. Yes, she knows wow. you. Yeah. OMG. OMG. And then Very she nice. had not seen the show at that point. I said to her, um, have you seen any part of it? She says, I've not seen any part of it. She says, but I'm going to have to tell you what I think afterwards. At the after party at Roseland Ballroom, yes. she found me to tell me what she thought. Like... Yeah. Diana Ross is looking That's for a me. good Aries woman for you. Follow up. Loyal follow up. <laughs> and you know, I give yeah. her and I and I and I boost her ego yeah. just yeah. Just, just to specs. Yes, that's right. Just to specs. Yeah. Wow. You've been working in this fabulous entertainment industry for twenty five years. Now yeah. from your perspective, I think everyone can agree that the industry has changed. Mm -hmm. Give me one bullet point about the industry, the good, the bad, the ugly. Well, I think the good is that the playing field is leveled in that we can all do what we do. I'm here on your podcast because yes, you're owning thank you, you yes. and you're able to invest in yourself to have a platform yes. for us to have these conversations. Yes, please. That's what's new. Yeah. That's what's good about yes, it. It's true. What's bad about it is in the immediacy of it all, sometimes we do lose context. Mm, yeah. Sometimes we lose um that skill set that it doesn't mean that anybody can't be a talk show host, right? But just what would it be for, for if if we're going to take these steps? Yeah. What would it be for us to be more thoughtful about yes. it? Yes. What would it be for us to dot our eyes and cross our teeth and be more deliberate? More deliberate. Yeah. And I do find that the young folks in particular are less patient to go the paces. Mm. You know, they look at me having, they don't know the hurdles I went through to yes. get this book done yeah. or to live the life to then get the book done. Right. They just sort of say, you did that. I want to do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, yeah. Dr. Sherry, Dr. Sherry, I want a podcast. Yeah. You Dr. know, Sherry, I want to, I, I want to be a plastic surgeon. Go ahead. <laughs> for a few years. Example, but, you yeah. know, <laughs> or I want to work for Oprah because I remember all those years, you know, people didn't know that, that was a demanding yeah. client. Yeah. Amazing work, dream yeah. assignment As after dream been. assignment. As it should have been. But let me tell you, it was very much a jump out high. I could be having dinner with friends in New York City. And you get the and call. I'm, and I'm paid to be on call. Yeah. So they, they say, hey, can you catch this flight to London tomorrow to interview the uh, face behind Jimmy Choo? Wow. Now... 
that's exciting on one hand, but it's like, oh, I was supposed to be off tomorrow, blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah, forget These it. These are not those conversations. No. So, or my friend saying, wait a minute, you have, they have to give you some uh, notice. Ha! No, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. Now, granted, you know, am, am I flying first class? Yes. Are the accommodations great? Yes. If anything goes wrong with travel, there's right. just someone there to fix it. In yes. So I always made the joke that Oprah paid for the headache. Yes. You know yes, what I mean? The headache that is That's right. high she in production. She also gave you the aspirin. Gave you the aspirin mm-hmm. and the eight-day all-expenses-paid vacation to Maui. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Or the trip around the world. Right. These are all real things. But does she need a plastic surgeon and <laughs> stuff? No, she doesn't. She's perfect. <laughs> She's as perfect. Is. But I'm just saying, How you know, dare you? in case she changed her mind How about about you? an eyelash, you know, I can definitely be I'm on call for her. Happy to refer you. <laughs> I'm happy to refer you. So, you. Uh, so I just think it's really important that we kind of all um, take the time, yes, to enjoy these um, technological advances yes. that are allowing us to. Be, be in fabulous. our own spotlight, our right. fabulous spotlight. Yeah. But just but, but responsibility is key. Because of that quote, in dreams begin responsibilities. It. it goes back to Yates. You okay. Speaking of Miss Oprah, tell me about the time that Miss Oprah and her team actually, what, what do they call it? You, you, they crossed the fourth the they broke the line. fourth wall. Yeah, that's it. They broke the fourth wall. Turned the camera on And that's on right. Me. When did she turn the camera <laughs> on you? What was that about? I've had many times she's turned the camera on me, but the time that... You could hear a pin drop. Yes. From Savannah, Georgia, is yeah. when she um, asked me to. I was assigned as a film producer to interview a number of people on when they knew they were gay. Ah. So there are a lot of people who we uh, who they booked for me to interview here in New York, and I think whoever the assigning producer was had that debrief meeting yes. with Oprah, Oprah to say, "This is what, this we're, is what doing. we're doing." And they're like, so Patrick's in New York. He's going to interview this one, this one, this one. And these interviews that he's doing are going to come in and out of the commercials. Blah, blah, blah. You're going to have Carson Kressley in studio with you. We'll have a segment later on with Billy Porter. Yeah. And she says, well, are, is there any, is, could there be more diverse diversity on who he's interviewing? Yeah. And then the thought was, see if he'll, inter- if he'll you know, he's yeah. great on camera. He's a talent. Yeah. See if he'll tell his story. And that's part of Miss Oprah's genius. She was like, hold on a minute. I know a little something something and I know someone who might be able to represent diversity. I'm like, does she know where I come from? <laughs> and even though my family in Savannah knows I'm gay. Not the whole would, Bible belt didn't. They would not care that I tell uh, the, the, the world, world Wide Web yeah. on Oprah. And uh, But I made the decision to do what I did it. It ran. It got lots of beautiful feedback, but I did not get feedback from my family. They were embarrassed at best. You know, the positive thing going back to these takeaways, I'm sure I've got about five takeaways in here that I've given along the way. (laughs) Um, I'm happy I did it. I'm happy I pushed through the disappointment that they had for me about it. Yes. Because three months later, we won a GLAAD award. That's that's the you know the anti defamation league Another award. Another example. Positivity. You said yes when you weren't feeling when comfortable. when I wasn't feeling comfortable. It was an uncomfortable yes that made sense. And then six months later, at the opening night of Color Purple, same night I met my partner Aunt of fourteen yes. years. Big up Anthony. I um, 
that night, someone said to me as I'm waiting on David Letterman to escort Oprah from the Ed Sullivan Theater over to the theater where Color Purple was premiering. Yes. They were right next to right each next other, 54th other. and Broadway. And someone, this white guy says, Patrick, Patrick, Patrick Riley, Patrick Riley. Because, you know, Oprah has super fans. Like yeah. Diana has, like you Beyonce has the tribe. Yeah. Oprah's got a tribe and they're like fans and yes. they were waiting on her to come yeah. out that door and they were going to yes. wait until they got a I'm shot. an Oprah fan. I'm not lying. And they're like, Patrick Riley. Like they're calling me by my name because yeah. they know the underlings too, right? Oh. And he says, you saved my life when I knew I was gay. You saved my oh, life. Oh my gosh. So, like, why would I Done. get caught up in my family's insane shame yeah. and what that backwards way of homophobic right. thinking is? Right. Because there was a bigger mission, you, you know? Save someone's life. Save someone's you life. Change someone's life. Affirmed, uh, was, a di- was a disruptor to yeah. the industry, which yeah. is what the GLAAD Awards is. We wow. honor people who, are, they honor people who are disruptors, yeah. For willing change. to show positive change. Absolutely. That is what I focus on. Wow. They came around to saying we saw it or whatever they said, but it yeah. didn't matter yeah. because it then becomes for me my new way of seeking validation. That's right. Internal first. Yes. External. Last. Like, up there. Yeah. And then the more immediate external far at the end. Wow. Wow. I mean... And I love yeah. to retell it because it's usually, they'll hear these podcasts. It's not like yeah. I'm going to be, I told you sewing all the time at, <laughs> for Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner. You have permission but to But I do want so. <laughs> to speak it. I've been speaking it on this press yes. tour because I know it's going to help people. Yeah, it will. I know it's going to. And yeah. it might even soften their hearts. Yeah, ripple effects. Keep but that's not my focus. No. Eyes on the prize. Stay focused. <laughs> so, second to last question. Yes. You've got a serious karaoke game. Yes. I've done karaoke with you, yes. not as well. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, How did that start? What do you love about it? Well, you know, um, I travel my franchise all-star karaoke from venue to venue. Yeah. We started it at Native, <laughs> um, which is no longer. Then we went to Billy's Black, which has been yes. revamped into B-Squared. We then took it to Mist Harlem. Um, yes, you did. And we take it different places in Harlem um, with the vision. It was Anthony, my partner's vision, that... Um, I, the, the people were originally asking me to do a networking night. Mm. And I said, but Ant's thing is like, you network all the time. Like you're a natural networker. You're an organic networker. Why don't you do something that you enjoy? I enjoy karaoke. Yes, I enjoy singing. Yeah. And Ant said, let's make it all-star karaoke because then you can invite your friends yes. who really sing. So on any How day... How did I get on that invitation? We, well, <laughs> th- well, this is the thing. So it's about having a room of fabulous people like Dr. Shirley. <laughs> Who may or may not be able to sing. They might just appreciate the experience, right? (laughs) And then we have people who we would try to do it on nights where um, our friends from Broadway could participate. Because, you know, I have a lot of friends on Broadway. So they'll come and sing and have fun, you know, but sing good, but sing good. I have friends and clients and publicists who have great talent, like Kiki Wyatt, Sheena Arnold. People have come. Like, we would say we never know who's going to come. Right. Now I take it on the road. Um, I'm hosting the LGBT Music Fest um, Memorial Day weekend for the fifth year in a row. Wow. And uh, in addition to hosting the Vanguard Awards, where I get to honor a lot of women who are in the book. I've honored Shirley Ralph, Brandy, Jody Watley, a number of other Shanice. Um, I get the opportunity to do an all-star karaoke pop-up. 
That's and great. so we do. Um, so last year we had um, two years ago we had Tweet in the um, All Star Karaoke oh, pop wow. up. We had Monifa. We had Gordon Chambers. Oh my gosh! This uh, this most recent year we had Shanice, Frenchie Davis, uh, Frank Gatson. Oh, you did who big. did some choreography for the Boss Choir. We always do Diana Ross <laughs> the Boss, but we do it as a choir, and so I call it the Boss Choir. And so. The great thing about this is there's a little boy, a couple of a beautiful couple of young men who I met via this LGBT music fest. They have yes. two young boys. Yes. Um, and their youngest, um, Jameer, I want to say is his name. When they hosted a party for me during Congressional Black Caucus for the book. Yes. The when the Uber pulls up to their place, uh, the kid comes out and says. Mr. Patrick, Mr. Patrick, I want to join the Boss Choir. <laughs> this last Memorial Day, the Boss Choir starts. I'm not thinking about the kid in that moment. Yeah. He rushes up as soon as it starts. I said, the babies want to be in the Boss Choir. Now, yeah. you know, the, the full circleness of that. Absolutely. I don't even know if I were a little boy who was excited about being in somebody's Boss Choir that yeah. I would have had the courage to say, yeah. I want to be in the boss choir because somebody would say, go sit down yeah. somewhere. When I looked at fame with Leroy, Gene Anthony Ray, yes. and Debbie Allen, you got yes. fame, you've got big dreams, you want right. Fame. fame. Right here is where it started. Okay. Mm. My people would I do those high kicks just like Leroy. <laughs> My middle name is Leroy. It was perfect. Yes. But they wouldn't They wouldn't let me dance. I got to do, do musical it. theater. But that was it. But it stopped at the tights. That's okay. We love your karaoke. <laughs> and I was so honored and grateful yeah. to have been invited because I didn't sing so well even though I was a second soprano in high school. But I tried. There will be more. Will and be I more. look forward to seeing you in the place with your forever fabulousness. Thank you. Thank you. Last question, darling, for fun and ha-has and kikis. Mm-hmm. But again, another lesson. Yes. Yeah. From you to our listeners. This is the Fab Five. What are your top five recommendations for living a fabulous life? And don't even think about it. Just just go off. with it. Just I go say with it. Number, one. number one is stay the course yes. because there's nothing more fabulous than um, results oriented fabulosity. Ooh, <laughs> results oriented fabulosity. I wrote nothing it down. More okay, the second thing is to always find that place to. Um, the, the place of gratitude. Yes. You know, whatever that looks like. I speak to my entertainment diary. I speak to things like Iyanla, Van Zandt's Acts of Faith. Whatever that thing is that can connect you on a daily basis. Yes, daily. With gratitude and with your worth. All that I kind of, it. all that works together. Yes. Uh, the third thing is, what what is the thing that brings you joy? Yes. Be- because the thing that brings you joy could very well be a revenue stream. True. Kind of like my karaoke. That's Do you right. know what I mean? That's right. Um, the fourth thing is um, uh, hydrate. Hydrate. <laughs> you're hydrate. saying that because you're talking to a doctor. No, I like it. I'm, no, I, I mean, but I just think it's very important that we hydrate because I think, I, I think it's just so easy to just not. Right. Be so focused about it. on that. How was your champagne? For example, but I'm, I'm <laughs> but I'm going to have a water on my yes, way you'll out. Yes, follow you up see, with a couple I glasses of water. Upset. And that's you. kind of what I mean. In, in this era of, of drinking and cocktails and bottomless brunches, I feel like we're forgetting to hydrate. Yeah. Water, water, water. Water, water, water. I hear you. And Number my five. fifth thing is dance. Like nobody's watching. Yes. And even if someone is, who cares? And even if someone is, who cares? (laughs) And that's metaphorical, you know. I love that. 
So those are now going down in the archives. Library of Congress, Forever Fab Podcast by Patrick Riley. You've been listening to The Path of Dreams, Fulfillment and Responsibility. My interview with the fabulous Patrick Riley. Thank you so much for your time, your energy, your spirit, your stories. Thank you so much for having me. You gave me an opportunity to reflect in a way that I don't often get the chance to. And this book and the press surrounding it has really given me a chance to know that, uh, you know, I did good. And I'm happy that I bet on myself. And I'm betting on you, too, as I always have. Congratulations on your book, on your life. More stories to come, I'm sure. Please come back and tell us more. Absolutely. And if folks will also tune into my talk show, yes. the Happy Hour Talk Show. Happy Hour Talk Show. We have show. a season two coming, and you can find it on IG at the Happy Hour Talk Show. Five professional gay guys. We shoot at Melba's in Harlem, <laughs> and we talk about all the uncomfortable stuff. You dish. So we have uh, four um, new episodes in the can. Look for us spring 2020. I'm coming for you. And for more fascinating stories of inspiration and celebration, please buy Patrick's book. That's what friends are for on The Women Who Inspired Me. It's available on Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, and wherever fabulous books are sold. And for holistic beauty tips or to set up an appointment to see me, And maybe hear some stories about me, but no one else. (laughs) If you want to discuss your beauty transformation, your wellness, or even plastic surgery, dare I say, please go to elementsandgraces.com. Patrick, thank you so very much. Thank you, Dr. Shirley. Again, it's been... much love. Much love. Much love. Much love. Thank you, dear audience, for listening to this week's episode of the Forever Fab Podcast. Until next time, stay beautiful and, of course, fabulous inside and out. Ciao. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty, curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD. Live beautifully and help make the world a more beautiful place.